Hey gang, happy new year to you. It is 2019. Well, technically when I'm recording, it's 2018. It's that funny time between Christmas and New Year's. And I'm sure when you're like on these kind of breaks, you're sort of thinking about life, thinking about what you did over this year and figuring out what to do differently. You know, the new year is sort of like the the Monday of the year, right? You you save everything. You're you're bad. You do all the all the stuff that you you know you should stop doing on the weekend, and then Monday arrives, and you're like, I'm I'm going to start again Monday. I'm going to change this. I'm going to do that. So really, that time between Christmas and New Year's is that time when you start to look around. You start to look around in your life. You've got that time to sort of look in internally, look inside your apartment. Look at the things that you just want to change in your life, right? So I, you know, I don't have the broads with me, sadly, because, well, we're off. And um, But I did save a little section of the the, the previous podcast, which you didn't hear yet. Um, it actually hit the cutting room floor, and I did so intentionally because I thought it was a great way to sort of frame, uh, well, maybe not the new year, but like just just to, uh, to set your mind in, in a direction of, of awareness and looking around, right? Um, part of the previous podcast was about, you know, the things that you take for granted, you know, the things that you don't really take note of. You just live your life and let those things go, and, and then you realize it was something after the fact, right? So, you know, part of this looking out into the new year is sort of not only looking internally, but really taking the time to look around, you know, stopping and smelling the roses. And in New York, part of that is actually looking up. Um, you know, we are, we tend to be super busy, uh, look down, we look down all the time and just rush. We're looking at our phones. We don't even realize things. I mean, you know, I always give the example of like being in Starbucks and there's Steven Spielberg and everyone's looking at their phones and they don't see him. <laughs> I always think that's, really, really awful, but um, it's just an example of life. We look down. We don't look up and, and notice things anymore. We don't, you know, look at the blue sky. We don't look at the flowers growing in Central Park. We are rushing to work, right? So I saved this portion of last month's podcast because I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I was just talking about how um, I, I took for granted the city and and then turned it around by looking up. And that kind of spa- spawned a bunch of funny stories amongst the broads. So I decided to take this portion of the last podcast and take it out and save it to now um, because it really was quite entertaining and I think you'll enjoy it. And it's really just, you know, the epitome of the broads that I hang out with. So this is Sarah, Amanda, myself, and Gabrielle talking about looking up and the things that we see in the city. Enjoy it. If I'm walking and it just happens to be a beautiful day and the clouds are doing their thing and, you know, birds are chirping and whatever, there's all kinds of chaos going around me, but I'll make sure to look up or I'll make sure to look around mm-hmm. and look for the photos and look for the, the beauty of what is the chaos around me. Mm-hmm. And actually it just becomes that much more interesting. It's like, oh my God, I was like sweating, carrying 12 bags and I was 15 minutes late to work, but I stopped and I got this great picture of 
whatever it might be. I, I tend to like to take pictures in puddles. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I definitely, I, I call myself a sky stalker, a dog stalker and a, a, a sky stalker mm-hmm. because I'll look up and the clouds are inevitably in different shapes mm-hmm. at all times. And there's, it's just fascinating. I don't know anything about the science behind them, but they, they're the way the light hits them or the time of day. And so I'll end up juxtaposing the city with the sky or, or, or it could be a, an adorable dog looking at me funny or, you know, or the way that the way that people are commuting to work, the way that people mm-hmm. are rushing across mm-hmm. crosswalks and they have no idea how cool they look, mm-hmm. but they're just angry and they're mad and they're late or whatever. But so I think I've taken for granted for a long time, like how cool it is to live here and how uh, amazingly visual it is to live here. Mm-hmm. And so I think in, in some ways I've taken it for taken it for granted, but I flipped it around mm-hmm. and I feel like. In a, I mean, I still get angry sometimes about living here, but um, it's helped me take for, take it for granted less. So that's my story. That's good. Uh, yeah. Can I say off of that, a good friend of mine yeah. uh, named Jennifer, she started this thing a couple of years ago. She felt the same way. She's like, everybody's just looking ahead, running down the street, busy, busy lives. And she started to look up at the buildings around mm-hmm. her and across from her and started photographing them. Mm-hmm. Because you don't realize when you look up like how some of the beautiful architecture is of these yeah. old mm-hmm. buildings in New York City. And some have like the little gargoyles or the little demon things sticking out yep. you know, on the sides or mm-hmm. just the old windows, you know, mm-hmm. pre, the, the pre-war buildings, the, the big windows. that are holding and, the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, that's what she did. And she was oh. photographing for a long time, like, the sides of buildings. And I'd be like, where is that? And she's like, oh, it's right on the west side. Oh, like, wow. what? I've passed that all the time. I've never yeah. looked up at this extraordinary yeah. building. You know, yeah. There was a guy, because um, I used to have to pass the Diamond District to get to work each day. And I, I used to love it because I have to tell you, it's not so cool anymore, but maybe 10 years ago, yeah. um, you still could have... Uh, the guys, we buy diamonds, we buy gold. Oh, yes, yes. And, and and like they would have paper bags and you didn't know if there was a pastrami sandwich in there or diamonds. Or diamonds yeah. you, you really didn't know. Right. Yeah. But there was a guy who gave literally a one block tour of, yeah. of the Diamond District huh. because that particular block on 47th Street, yeah. um, there there's so many different kinds of architecture just in mm-hmm. that one particular block. And so he mm-hmm. could explain it all. So to your friend's point, yeah. Jennifer's point, like on any block uh, in, in in any part of New York, you can look up and find the most extraordinary architecture. Yeah. Or even if it's not architecture, I feel like New Yorkers are so adept at doing amazing things in their windows, <laughs> whether it's like political signs or, for example, like on Valentine's Day, I finally looked up as I was walking to the subway and I saw I, I just caught this office right before it shut its lights off. Someone had made a heart out of Post-its and put it (laughs) in a window. And I was like, oh, I'm really happy that I just decided randomly to look up. On my way here, I looked up. There was was a guy (laughs) dressed as a witch, and he had a bunch of signs. Apparently, this building had denied access, or rather ownership, to a couple of uh, gay men. Mm -hmm. So there were signs everywhere, and he he was blasting disco music, and he was dressed as a witch, and he was trying to bring (laughs) attention to the fact that this building was full of assholes. Uh, so there you go. Look up. The, the bottom line is, yeah, look up. A, you, a dancing witch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Some village people music. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a dancing witch to bring you back down to, you know, to really make you realize what matters. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Well, yeah. A lot of fascinating things happen when you look up in the city. I mean, often when, I think we get like, they're like blinders, these buildings. 
often you're walking down the street, yeah. they're like blinders. So you forget about nature. You forget about what the sky, mm-hmm. you know, you, you forget about those things. So you just kind of walk down and you're looking at the cement and trying to get to where you're going. Yeah. So I feel like it's always, it's our version of stopping and smelling the roses. We well, don't yeah. have roses. We just look up at stone buildings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yoko Ono called it a forest of buildings. And I think oh. that's very beautiful. Oh, yeah. And I think beautiful. it's true. It is what's around us and we don't notice it. And there's a lot of beauty in it that we just don't, because it does create a literal tunnel and you, mm-hmm. it makes you focus your, your visual attention forward. And, yeah. and there's a lot to be gained from looking around. I don't know. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're in a mood, all you see are like air conditioned air conditioners sticking <laughs> yeah. out of the window and dripping on your forehead and you just get angry about that but like I, the I feel yellow... like one of those is going to kill me one day I know <laughs> I'm just saying like mine was properly installed see so I was definitely one of those me. people that did not install correctly and did like a plank <laughs> of wood shoved that sucker yeah. in yeah. <laughs> door Hope for the best did a prayer in front of it yeah. called it a day like, duct tape. <laughs> like but, but how many of us every time the warm season begins and, and you walk past and you feel a drop on your forehead oh, yeah. you, oh, you yeah. wonder water. is it spit or is it like I just right. I assume it's the AC, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't know. You don't know. You've got about three no, or four I gotta, options. I got to get through the day though. So I just assume yeah. it's the AC drip. AC so water. when you look up, just, you, you know, make sure you protect your eyes in case your yeah. eye get, gets burned out by like, you know, AC liquid, <laughs> whatever my, that is. My nicest probably looking up story is, um, my ex-husband had, uh, was a photographer and he, one of my favorite prints of his was like a, this fire escape that had a random red dress, uh, hanging from it from the outside and I, I don't know it was just like the I think it was partly the lighting and partly the dress it was sort of like a taffeta bottom dress and I just thought it was really it seemed like probably someone was drying their dress outside and it was a really cool thing and um, when I was shopping for my wedding dress I really wasn't into the whole wedding dress that's a whole other podcast like just the the world of bridal shops and and whatnot um, but I a friend of mine had recommended this one store that she got her dress at and she gave me the address and I was like, okay. And I parked my bike and, um, I, I was kind of like looking at, looking at my phone for the address, looked up and I was at the bottom floor of a building and I, and I looked up and I realized I saw the same red dress hanging from the fire escape. Wow. And it was actually the way that the store let you know that that was their location, that oh, wow. she was a dressmaker. What? Yeah. And it was this print that I had admired for like years huh. that my at that point to be husband, my fiance, my fiance had taken. Um, and this is where I eventually ended up buying my wedding dress. Wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a super cool thing, but I wouldn't, it's not a thing I would have ever noticed if I had, I, I had been on that street. It's called Shireen's vintage. It's on 14th street. I would pass it now and not sponsor. Even- I wouldn't even pay attention to it. Like I wouldn't pay attention to if I were walking, I wouldn't pay attention to it. Any number of the, the times that I've ridden past it before them. But, but it was just because I didn't know where I was going. And I, I took a second to look up and was like, Oh my gosh, there it is. That's the, this is the photo. It's quite beautiful. Oh, no, uh, my my uh, I think the final looking up story because then we can move on. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, mine is not so beautiful, although it does involve my guy. Um, so you know we were on Second Avenue, a very very hot day. You know, like like New York gets these sweltering, yeah. horrifying hot days. And um, anyway, but I was I, I was in a good mood. I was loving my city. I was loving my man. <laughs> and, I, and I and I grabbed him and I kissed him and I was just like, man, Mike, I love you. I love this city. I just love life right now. Yes, I had had a couple of gin and tonics, <laughs> but that doesn't change my emotion. Anyway, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I love you too. Look up. And I looked up, and in the window, there was a naked fat man masturbating. Aww. And from then on, he was referred to as. <laughs> 
the masturbator of Second Avenue. Oh, oh my God, man, that's a great Arthur Miller play. I've there heard you go. the masturbator of Second Avenue. Like I've been in New York twenty years, I've never seen that before. But I have to say, last week for the first time ever, I saw a man masturbating on the street in New York City. I oh, left on the street in the theater that's district. A toast. Oh, that's a rite of passage. I tell you, Cheers I feel like you. it took twenty years. Back yeah. <laughs> I saw a couple fucking on a stoop, and it was hot. I stopped to watch. Whoa! <laughs> well, on a stoop? Which away. neighborhood? My neighborhood. And they <laughs> nice. were good looking. They, they just come from one of those Irish pubs. They came oh, around dang. the corner. They couldn't help it, and they started fucking on that stoop, and it was, it was you good. You gotta really want to fuck if you want to fuck on bricks. Mm. Oh, my God. Is it, was it fully clothed? It was, it, yeah, he pulled his uh, pants down, and oh, it was okay. one of those kind of situations. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, it was clear. They had just come out of the pub. They couldn't, yeah. Uh, yeah. you couldn't know, wait. they couldn't wait. The, they neither of them lived close by. No. They couldn't hold it in. No, this was a homeless person who was... <laughs> terrifying Taurus and it was like right out of the theater district right out of, right out of Times Square oh. and the worst part is it was next to um, the dollar slice pizza stand which oh. I always get pizza at yeah. so now that pizza place is used ruined to. for me yeah I used to get pizza at I used to love the dollar slice pizza and there's always a line you out you took it was for it, granted this is what Dollar slice pizza line as this guy was laying on the ground. Dollar slice, slice come on! And the pizza line was dollar slice on can't beat it. And everybody's just watching, like just staring at this guy. And of course, me and my friend go past, and we're like, because it was like so jarring. We had walked yeah. out. Of, we had walked out of King Kong. Okay. So we walked out of King Kong the musical and like got another block, and there was giant penis, King Kong yeah. penis, you know, yeah. next to the dollar slice face, but. Uh. Was I don't it know. animatronic? No. Just like me. No, no. Oh, yeah. It's a giant puppet. <laughs> but I have to say, it was it's the first time I had ever seen that in New York. Of all my years wow. here. And it, it, it was memorable. Do you feel initiated? I do. Like, I yeah. feel kind of like, finally, it's happened to yeah. me. Yeah, I like it. Yes. So to speak. Like, I had a guy pee on the subway next to me once. <laughs> When I was um, I living in that. Brooklyn, and I thought that was a big moment in my life to yeah. have someone pee next to me. Until, but no, this now. was this has now officially happened to me. I even called my mom afterwards. <laughs> I was like, Mom, that's how it's official. She was like, "Get your ass back down here." We okay. have to, we have to do a whole another podcast on the voyeurism of New York mm, because we we just talked about this the other day at a party and. Everybody was like, well, out my back window, this is what I saw. But anyway, that's... Being voyeurs and being yeah, looked at. Yeah, well, yeah. the people across the street from me put up something in their apartment like that hangs from the ceiling, mm-hmm. like some like lanterns oh. or something. But, oh. but they have a little kid. So I was looking at it today being like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And I don't see birthday signs, so it's just like a decoration choice. But I want to get my binoculars and look at it. Yeah. But, like, can you do that? Yes, you can do it. <laughs> you I, can. I promise you, you can do it. If you don't want to commit If to Jimmy Stewart did it. You can certainly Zoom with your phone. Oh, yeah. here. Okay, take for granted. <laughs> That's a whole other We just heard something about Gabrielle. No, no, just saying. Why is, that, is, there, why? is there a big difference? No. But, all right, speaking of things you take for granted, have you ever lost your phone and oh. just felt your life completely just slip away from disintegrate you? disintegrate in front of you. <laughs> Because you know what you think of every single thing that's on. Because this is yeah. a, this isn't just about calling people. This isn't about no, phone numbers. It's everything. This is about my banking. Yep. Is on that phone. Yep. How to get places every, is on that phone. Everything I have is on that phone. Yep. My naked photo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think of what you have on your phone, like that you need yeah, to survive. No, absolutely, 100%. And even like I have an app that tells me when my period's coming. <laughs> like, yeah. wait, like, what? Oh, it's the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. It keeps your calendar. My for tits you. tell me they're sore right now. No, so I don't need an app. When you go to the doctor, you can show exactly like uh, okay. what week. That is get you the more only chocolate. reason I was like, <laughs> I think I might need some. Every single time I go to the doctor, I have to estimate. And how you're feeling oh, yeah, and stuff. Man, like so like even like it dings two days prior and sends me a text message. 
ding. Your period could be coming in two days. Make sure you have whatever you need. You you lucky regular duck. Yeah, thank you. Mine's always a surprise. It'll adjust accordingly, like if you, anyway. Wow. It's pretty amazing. But if you think like everything I do in life is on my phone. No, it's true. I lost my phone. I I dropped it getting out of a cab, uh, apparently. Uh, It was like the night before the last women's march and I was supposed to meet friends the next day and I had to, First of all, I was like, I don't even know how to get there without the fucking Maps app, and I don't know how to contact the people I'm supposed to meet without texting them, Mm -hmm. and that's also on the phone. And, you know, I don't remember how many apps that I have that are not necessarily protected, so what the person can find. Like, it was really, really nice in that somebody three hours later is just a good Samaritan returned it to me, like, just found it outside. Oh, wow. But I was really How did they get it to you, though? Well, Were they able to open it? Yeah, I don't have a password for this specific reason because I was like, well, if I password protect it, then if I lose it, how is anybody going to return it? See, that's the only consolation I had was it's password protected. They can't get into anything. But I look, people, I watch dramas on TV. So you're like, they can get into it. They can figure out a way to hack into my phone. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like that's one level. You need to password protect. I guess. But then I'm like, well, okay. Then if I had password protected, it would just be gone because this person, if they, if they're getting to a level where they're going to figure out my password, it's not because they're going to want to return it to me. Yeah. They'll just wash your phone out. Exactly. So this guy was like, I found your phone. Someone had taken the SIM card out, but that was all. It was the most random creepiness. I was Hmm. like, okay, that's fine. You clearly don't know what you're doing. I remember this now. Yeah. But it I was, was like, what does this sound? There so were just three hours where I was like, I, I, I have to stop yeah. everything that I'm doing. I just can't yeah, do function. anything. I can't call a car. I can't, like, you know, all this stupid shit. Was there a little part of you that wanted a, a rom com moment? That would oh, be a really handsome guy that, returning your phone? Excuse me, Girl, did you lose your phone? Listen, I think I might have it. The neighborhood that I was living in was not a rom com situation. <laughs> They'll be cute. I mean, maybe the neighborhood I live in now, maybe, but then it was just straight up panic like, oh no, someone sold yeah. my phone for drugs. <laughs> I know. I that was that it. Thing. You ever like dig through your purse when you have like a big bag? And you can't find something for a second, like your wallet. And it just happened to me. And my my whole stomach drops down my feet and my soul dies a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, I'm missing my wallet. And my keys are attached to my wallet. And then all my credit cards. And like, what do I do? (laughs) How many phone calls do I have to make? Exactly. And then you find it. And it feels like the most amazing Christmas morning ever. Yeah. You're like, I am okay. Life is wonderful. (laughs) Thank God I need technology so much. (laughs) (laughs) Or you find it and go, God, I'm a sad person. (laughs) Uh, Well, my whole life revolves around this thing well I've been I've had my identity stolen before yipes and that is like it's a lot it's a lot to take in and all the things you gotta change and all the new credit cards you gotta get and I mean everything it's like starting from scratch in a lot of ways Um, but uh, that that was done to me in a cab through my bag so they like I was told later by Chase like it was through a Chase card and they said oh yeah it's very common all they need is this little box that can read all everything in your wallet if you don't have one of those wallets that can protect that what the hell yeah until they read it you have to have protective wallets yeah what are you talking about (laughs) and and Chase is like oh it's so common and New York's one of those common areas to to get your identity stolen not even that it was they said it's usually under the seats. And they just, uh-huh. and it read my whole wallet. I'm so sorry, they, I'm just not built for protection. Like, because they called me and they're like, are you in Detroit right now buying, um, uh, filling up diesel? <laughs> and I'm like, that is, no. And you're like, said, don't insult me. I said, I don't even have a car. Like, are you kidding me? And diesel? Someone, diesel. Someone was filling up diesel, you know, uh, at a gas station in Detroit. And that's how I, how I does someone who has the, okay, no, no, pause. I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> 
There is a link between some kind of sophisticated bullshit that can read your identity on the bottom of a taxi cab yeah. seat, and they chose it to fill their car yes. with diesel in, in Detroit. In Detroit. And Chase knew about it as soon as what they started doing it. Ass, like, well, how scary is that? That they contact me and go, are you in Detroit right now? And I was looking at my charge account. Who's the janky one? She's more upset that it, they weren't buying diamonds in Paris. I, I mean, yeah, if you're going to no, do something. That is, like, that's Someone a high situation. Someone tried to fill in, fill up a bunch of massive Mack trucks, obviously, or something. <laughs> that is insane. I know. I, everything about that is nuts. I know. Oh my God. We're all going to leave tonight and wrap our phones in foil. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, everybody. what happens? I don't, I don't yeah, have a cell there, phone. Is there, oh. is there a DIY? Have a cell phone? Never had one. Wait, no, you don't have a, a cell phone? Nope. No, she does landline. How do you communicate with people? Wait, this is a podcast and it's out. Yeah, yeah, Tell I'm, us I'm, through no. how you survive in life without a cell phone okay. these days. You'd be surprised. But we'll, we'll discuss this later. But uh, no, I have never wanted a cell phone. And the very reason is because I don't want people to think they can contact me any day, time of the day or night. I really don't. And so I, I do not have a cell phone. What about like employers? Like They're work- fine with it because I obviously, I, I have a laptop. I have an right. iPad. So I as have, long as you're- I, I am contactable. Yes. But, but, yeah. but she knows how to Instagram from her laptop. Mm hmm. Whoa. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> okay. She has no cell phone, but she's very tech savvy. Wow. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yes. So I will never have the situation of losing the cell phone and losing my banking and so forth. I was late to meet her for dinner once and I was like, oh no. How do you reach How her? do you? I called the restaurant and told them <gasps> to find great? the lady. And it was oh a Korean God. restaurant. I wasn't sure if she said to them in Korean or in English. No, I wasn't I, sure. I told them in English and I said, there's a blonde lady. <laughs> <laughs> and they knew exactly where to come. And they're like, right. I got feel it. like it's like 1982. Like when you watch, you know, like I watch, I watch a lot of cozy TV. Um, so do I. Murder, she wrote, bitch. Cozy TV. Sponsor. <laughs> a lot of times like on those shows, like thank God they didn't have cell phones back then. Because I just put in recently, um, uh, what was it? Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Oh, Jesus. It was a sitcom like this, that drama what? from like the 70s and 80s. And the funny thing about that show okay. is that they're driving in the car, right? And then they got to pull over to call headquarters. And he reaches <laughs> into the dish in the middle of the car and pulls out the coins and runs to the payphone and like puts in the coins like with a dial. Like literally a minute of the show was him putting quarters into the machine to call headquarters when like the criminals fly down the street. This show would have been so different back in the day, you know? No, there's so many things like that. Like the other one I think of is so the TV shows in which uh, so they find out a clue because they go to somebody's apartment and they play the um, answering machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they hear all this, uh, yeah, uh, it's Tuesday and um, you're supposed to be here at the nightclub. Yeah, with and a package. I, yeah, and, and, and you're not here. I don't, I don't understand why that is. And then my other favorite conceit was, uh, especially on Murder, She Wrote, would be, because uh, when, when um, women in that era in the 80s, uh, when they were successful business ladies, they would always wear the clip-on earring, and they would they would take off the clip-on oh, earring to make a phone call, to make a phone call. Yes. and they would, they would slap it down, and they would answer the phone. And then sometimes <laughs> they would leave the clip-on earring behind, and thus the murder was solved. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow, we've taken landlines for granted. There we go. More we things really taken for granted. I, I think also talking on the phone we take for granted. We don't talk on the phone anymore. We don't. And you know what I do? I've been trying to make more of a point of it. Actually, reminder to myself, I have to call my aunt, wish her happy birthday as soon as I'm done with this. Um, because I do feel like there's something missing without without having those like nice conversations. Yeah. And I hate having a long conversation over a cell phone. Mm-hmm. It's still not perfect. It breaks up. Even if I put the headphones on, it just, there's something lacking in it. So yeah. 
I don't know. I, I regret getting rid of my landline. Mm. I have. And I regret that choice because I think that it, I don't know. I, I miss that. Yeah. Because you know what's funny? People still do call me though because it's part of my package. So on my television, it'll say like 1-800-blah-blah-blah-blah-blah is calling oh. you. And I'm like, well, wish there was a way I could answer it, but I don't have a phone plugged in. <laughs> So sorry, the law offices of blah blah blah. Like, uh, you you know. get to watch watch the miss that you the call that you missed. Yeah, but I do I do miss having a landline, and I think and the, the phone first booths. the first major emergency we have in this city again. Yeah. I think we're all going to regret not having landlines well, because. They, in New York, they have those um, fire and police boxes yeah. still, and there there was like a debate about removing them. But they were like, "What about the people who don't have cell phones?" Well, I just remember we even with the um, the blackout here. I was going to talk oh. about the blackout. The exactly, blackout was the first time. Well, nine eleven. I remember not being able to get through to people. Right, and I was just calling nonstop, and all the all major the tower came jammed. down with yep. with the World Trade Center. So we couldn't get through to anybody. But then the blackout happened a couple years after, right? It's a couple yeah, years. yeah, 2003, I think. Yeah, I think that's and correct. I remember in that case, I had to walk home to Brooklyn. It took me like eight hours. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't get cell phone, cell phone service then either because everybody was trying to call and it was so messed up. So I think the next like major emergency we have in the city, we're all going to regret losing landlines. But can we talk about? Uh, it's got nothing to do with anything. But okay, okay uh, <laughs> let's see. How can I? How can I shoehorn this? Uh, things I take for granted: uh, neighborhood uh, connection. How about that? Camaraderie. Yes, because honestly. That was so fucking fun. The uh, the blackout of two thousand three because it really we was. really we I mean at least for me I hung out with my crazy ass neighbor and she really is crazy. I love her but she's nuts. Um, you know because at the time I I lived in a place we we both had um, adjacent patios. So I mean we just all we both threw these crazy parties the two of us and everybody came over who, who could come over candles everywhere beer everywhere dogs everywhere cats everywhere. And, and it was just this wonderful, and I had just moved to New York in, um, in 2001. So it was, I was just, this was my experience of what a neighborhood feels like. And the whole reason I moved to New York anyway was because of Sesame Street. And this was the closest to Sesame Street that I had ever yeah. experienced. And not <laughs> Sex in the City. It's amazing. No. Sesame Street. <laughs> Sex in the City. I hate that show. Um, oh God, we we have so much in common. Know, it's ridiculous. So oh God. Amanda and Sarah just met this evening. We, we yeah. did. Yeah. We did. Um, anyway, so it was just one of these wonderful evenings. I I, I enjoyed yeah. the hell out of the blackout of two thousand three. See, and that was the worst New York experience I've had so far. Oh my God. <laughs> I saw the worst in people come out. Oh. Yeah. Because because I'd been here for nine eleven and experienced that where like I was sitting on the sidewalk for hours with no mm-hmm. place to go and mm-hmm. it was just crazy. But the blackout. I was trying to walk home and I came across this group of like interns that were from like some financial break, uh, banking com- big company. And they were trying to find the 59th Street Bridge. And I remember hearing them talk about it. And so I walked over and I said, I don't want to walk alone. So if I take you to the 59th Street Bridge, which is by the way, on 59th Street. <laughs> It didn't take any, like, whatever, but I was like, I'll take you to the bridge if I can walk with you guys so I'm not by myself, you Mm -hmm. know? So they were like, of course, yes, definitely. So I got them to 59th Street. I mean, you follow the numbers, people, but they Mm -hmm. needed the help, so I was grateful. I walked across the bridge, and one of the girls said, my father's picking us up on the other side of the bridge to drive us to all of our homes. Do you want to ride? And I said, of course, thank you so much. That would be great. Mm -hmm. I'd be so grateful because it wasn't a safe neighborhood Uh to get to my neighborhood from Mm -hmm. the bridge. 
And I get to the the guy, and he opens up the minivan, and he was taking the girl with all of her friends. He looks at me, and he goes, I'll do it for 100 bucks." <gasps> And this was a time when I had no money. I, you know, I lived That's in the awful. middle of nowhere, Brooklyn. Oh my God. And um, and I looked at him and I said, "Well, I have thing. no other choice. You're leaving me with no other. It's my safety or right. taking this up." And I said, "I can write you a check." I said, "That's all I got." Oh, honey. Um, so I wrote him a check. Oh. He brought me home and I gave him the check and he cashed it oh, two days later. Mm-hmm. What? I would have canceled that shit. Well, I was in the middle of a. So on top of that, I get home and my roommate's missing. <gasps> she she's not here, and I'm like, oh my god, she's probably still walking home too from Manhattan. Wow. I get in and she comes over. And she worked at a retail place that had these like automatic doors, you know, the air pressurized doors. Yeah. So she she gets home and she's all wrapped up. And I'm like, what happened to you? The night of the blackout. And she goes, I cut my finger off (gasps) on the door because when the electricity went out, the air pressure system that controls those doors that make them close slowly didn't work anymore. She didn't realize it. And she shut the door on her hand oh, and cut her finger off. Oh, oh. So now I've been oh traumatized my. by like an evil man who took $100 from me. Someone's evil dad. This my, is a dad. A dad. My In roommate's a finger van. is cut off. So we were trying. I was like, you're a fingerless cause, roommate. Because this is the time when they were just triaging people because it was yeah, chaos in the city. Yeah. So they like stitched that finger back on and sent her home and said, wash it every hour. Jesus. It was washing every hour. It was like crazy. And I was like, trying to help her like clean the wound. <laughs> I know. And I literally like, what? I moved to this city. Oh my god! <laughs> how long? Wait, when, how how long after you moving here was it? Like four years, three okay. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's still. But like you know, it was just interesting that like you had the most magical experience. I did. <laughs> and my time was like the worst of humanity and sadness and terror. It sounds out. like you took it for granted, <laughs> yeah, Amanda. It, for it sounds granted. like yeah. electricity. That's something we take you didn't for granted. Oh. The beauty in it, motherfucker. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh yeah, Let us we, all took, we all took we all took electricity group Thanks, for Thomas granted. Thanks, Thomas Edison. Yeah, <laughs> oh that's what God. I'm going to say at Thanksgiving this oh, year. The <laughs> no, I, I I remember the blackout too, and I I, I had a gas stove. And other people had oh, electric. Nice. So I made mac and cheese and I sat outside and ate my mac and cheese. And people walked by and went, where'd you find that? I was like, I made it. Great. <laughs> Another so, lovely story. I'm yeah, so I fucking know, happy for you. Anyone else? Anyone else have a fabulous, I, magical New York City I story? I made it. Oh, can you not afford gas? Yeah. I was irrigating a wound while that was happening. <laughs> oh. did, you, did she cut it all the way off? Unclear. Like it was just all Unclear. stitched. Clear. It was stitched. You're doing this in the dark. It was so stitched back on like like uh, Frankenstein. Like it was like <laughs> like zigzag. Yeah. Stitch. And I just remember oh her leaning God. over, and I had a flashlight in my mouth. Yeah. And I was trying to pour a solution over You're her just finger it. while she was like trying to look away. Yeah. But it was like her whole finger, like <gasps> all the way around. Yeah. Holy mackerel! I know. I never would think that. Uh, a blackout would cause. I, I just wouldn't. Connect. Well, she was the manager of the store. Was she told me she was like letting out the employees. Like she yeah. was like getting everybody out. She was the last one, and so she took her foot away from the door, yeah. and it just slammed shut because yeah. it was so heavy. Yeah, and didn't do that nice like. Shh. Yeah, you know how it goes slowly. No, I, yeah. for, I forget. I don't, I honestly don't even connect the movement of that with electricity. I know. She like I never. That. Fun fact. Again, taking it for granted. Take it for granted. <laughs> we can bring it back. We well, can bring it back. It's yeah. gone very strange places. <laughs> yeah. We really go. But we can always circle back. I love that we about us. Cir- yes, we can circle back and there's editing. Um, <laughs> but I, I've loved all these stories, so. Okay.